Welcome everybody to the Spins of 24 Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm back once again with the brother uh, Dan. Um, we're going to do a review and then we're going to go through the worst promos in professional wrestling. Right, so Dan, are you, gonna, are you ready to kick off with uh, WWE Smackdown from last week? Yes, boss. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is tops. <laughs> More enthusiastic than the dickheads writing this shit. <laughs> it should get your creative done. That's what it should be. Won't have the temperament for it. <laughs> sit there and then have some old prick coming and say, actually, I'm going to scrap everything and do it my way. No, thanks. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably end up in prison after strangling him today. <laughs> Just before we right. get to it, like, mark these words. I do think WWE is on the decline and it is in a very precarious precarious position at the minute. I think oh, yeah. there's, there's something has to give because otherwise they're just going to keep falling. They're just falling in on itself. Don't have the slightest of clue what the fuck they're doing. No. Right. right speaking of not having the slightest idea of what they're fucking doing. Yep. Start with SmackDown and it's the dirt sheet that opens SmackDown with uh, the Miz and Morrison being attacked by Otis after goading him into an attack. Yes. And then Otis, just to skip because I'm not doing the backstage bollocks, he gets a, he gets served a notice to give up the money in the bank briefcase. Yep. And it's got to be the shittest out to anything I've ever seen. Yep. Just have a fucking match. John Cena had a match with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Baron Corbin's had a match with John Cena, for fuck's sake. Just have a match rather than this backstage BS. And then that goes to a deeper thing, like previously to what you said before we went into this. Yep. We've, only, we've only got two minutes into it. And already I'm saying... There's no plan. There's no long-term plan. Nope. And this shows you've given it to a guy you have no faith in who's going to cash it in. So why are you taking it in the first it? place? It's just an absolute joke, and it just devalues the whole money in the bank thing. Yeah. The, the out they could have had is cashing it in for the tag championship, which would have made more sense oh, since he's in the tag team. Sense. But instead... It's basically become a background object. I know you've essentially you've turned him into this fat man carrying around his lunchbox and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. It's so fucking stupid when, especially when they're like one of the better tag teams on that show. It's so fucking dumb. Wait, how it done? This is a, this is a company that brought you Al Snow with his tagline was "Got Head." How I fucking hell. <laughs> right, we'll skip over that. Cesaro, yeah. Grand Metallic. I watched the match. Yeah, apparently, fairly... I read in that, that um, Vince McMahon cut that short because he wanted it to end straight away. He wanted it off TV. He just didn't like it at all with the pair of them being in the match. And I think that's a bit disrespectful to the performers that are in the ring trying to perform at the best that they possibly can. And then he's backstage losing his temper because he didn't like the match that he booked. <laughs> 
and they're Look. saying, well, Vince, man, how are, you can't have it each and every way, man, you dickhead. Nah, You've got I mean... Cesaro, who's probably the physically strongest specimen you've got on your roster. And he's the only guy, because he's not American and he's not massive, that you won't give a proper title to. However, give your head a shake, pal. And for those want to know how good Grand Metalik is, watch the um, very first Cruiserweight Classic. He is amazing. And this is what they've reduced him to. Part of the Lucha, was it? The Lucha House Party or whatever it is. Yeah. The same with Lince Dorado. And Kalisto's really good as well. He's just not very good on the mic. Yeah. And the the problem that WWE has is they keep pushing these masked Latino wrestlers as the next Rey Mysterio. There'll only ever be one Rey Mysterio. He wasn't that good on the mic either, let's not forget. And Rey Mysterio is not the best luchador to come out of Mexico anyway. That's, no, he's, that's, he's, he's, one he's of not. The, he's one of, don't get me wrong, he is legitly, he's, he's, he's up there, but he ain't the best. We've seen better. <laughs> It's it's more of merchandise sales than anything else because he sells masks and that's a big bone on apparently for Vince McMahon. People this don't match was anymore. no, uh, it was a good match, but yeah, I can I, I don't understand why he's had Lince Dorado and Kalisto arguing in the back before the match and then cut it short. It doesn't further anything, and it just furthers it hammer it hammers home. The point that there's no long-term booking for anyone who's not in the main event, and even then, the main event changes from week to week. But it's even it's so like I was watching what's his face, Simon Miller from What Culture, and he's even saying like it's like they're not even taking the time to build the characters up anymore. They're literally just throwing them in and expecting you to go, oh, that's what's going on. That's not what's happening. So if you've got your casual wrestling fan, they don't have a clue who this guy is and there's no storyline there's been no build up, they're like who the fuck's this Joker, you know what I mean Right A moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss and um, Nikki Cross uh, they were about to go into detail about the whole Fiend thing and then I guess, I don't know when she turned back heel but Daisy Evans is now a heel again Yeah she came out, um, interrupted them, etc., etc. Got him into a match against uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, I think, won. She did, yeah. And then uh, Lacey, Lacey Evans said something about the Fiend, and then she got given the Sister Abigail. Yeah, because she went into a trance. And the, the, the whole thing's backwards <laughs> for me. The whole thing's backwards. It's, it's a good storyline. But it should have been interwoven with Braun Strowman against the Fiend, like it was supposed. Now it, now it's just well, what what what's the point? I don't see why. Now you need to turn Alexa Bliss into this other, or like Fiend type character. I mean, but it just reminds me when she goes into a trance. You remember um, Midian when he turned green and he became a zombie for the Undertaker? Oh yeah, it's basically the yeah. same thing, and it's just fucking. There you go again of reusing storylines. We have seen this shit before. Yep. Um, swiftly moving on to Sasha Banks supposedly being in a secluded area talking about everything, then Bailey attacks her again. Ugh. I don't see the need for Bailey to attack her again. No, 
she's already got a neck brace on and then she just attacks her again. Like, okay, fair enough. It's it didn't need another attack. The feud's already happening. It's not like attacking is gonna do anything nah. else. She's been a heel for You don't need how to sell it any more than you've already sold it. And now to me you're just overselling it and it just it makes Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. You're already building it up, so you just need to keep the anticipation there. You don't need to keep fucking barely jumping her every five minutes just to make sure everyone's watching and everyone knows what's happening. All right, moving on to guys who should be in the main event. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, uh, really good match. Can't fault it. All right, because then, then Jeff Hardy came Jeff in. Hardy came doing awesome. Another main event. He came out and he he hit them with a, la- a ladder maneuver, and that was really yeah. good because it was creative. I've never seen it before, so it was really good by Jeff Hardy. And it's now going to be a ladder match for it, which is great. Yeah. Um, more Jeff Hardy news anyway is he's recently signed a new contract with WWE, so he's not going to be leaving for AEW. No. Um, but he has promised that his old theme song's coming in, so he's no longer going to be using Loaded um, anymore. So that's something to look forward to. I think he might be debuting at uh, Night of Champs. Uh, Moving on, it's... So this one is the main event, I think. Yeah, it is. And we're back. Fuck's sake. No, no, you just started doing. You started went all robotic on me, like, hello. Ah, uh, yeah, my. I was downloading something on the PlayStation that probably interfered, so I've just uh, turned that off. Yeah, no bother, no, no bother. Anyway, right. we, the the SmackDown main event with so Reigns, Sheamus, and Bell and Corbin. Sorry, right. Corbin. Okay, right. So as I was saying. Big E should have attacked Sheamus uh, yeah. during this match to further their story, which didn't happen. So, nope. no surprises. They uh, obviously Usos won. Um, I genuinely think that match should not be longer than two minutes at uh, Clash of Champions. Uh, Roman Reigns needs to win this one. Yeah, and. Then he can go through beating up his own family. I think that's the whole storyline. Then he's going to face The Rock Ugh. at WrestleMania. And The Rock's and already come out and says he wouldn't mind fighting him at WrestleMania and putting him over. Yep. For sake. Because it's the same old shit. They can't do anything without Queen. Which is what is preventing them from re signing someone like CM Punk is because he doesn't want to become second fiddle to a part-time wrestler. Well, no, why should they when they're fighting 365 days a year and you've got someone that turns up if and when he wants to? Oh, yeah. Mm. He, <laughs> this, this fucking match. It was supposed to be a street fight or a Samoan street fight. Yes. And... I thought... It was a pain. It was a painstakingly boring to watch. To be fair, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't much of a street fight. I mean, Roman speared. Um, was it? Fucking was it Seamus? I think it was Seamus. He speared him through the uh, corner of the barricade. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, which is a good spot, but very unnecessary since he's not going to be facing Jameis. No, it's just pointless. The whole thing for me is just pointless. Um, It's just... 
I get the Roman Reigns heel, but it just solidifies the point that the, the, they literally do not have any creative um, people working for them. It's no. basically painstakingly boring and Pritchard. He basically he's just proven he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Really doesn't. No. To shite and. Oh, this makes me fucking so, so necessary angry. Oh, fucking thing. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you want to move on? To... <laughs> yeah, let's move on to Raw. Let's, let's <laughs> stick with the uh, shit shows that can only get worse. This went, this went, this is, this is reaching. This is fucking sewer level. This, this is how bad it is. I'll tell you how bad it is. When you message, message me on Tuesday. I have not watched anything of Raw, <laughs> so I'm going to go through the results. Because I don't want to waste my time on a show that's this fucking bad and three hours long. Well, I, I, I know we're going to go through the matches and that, but I want to kick off with Retribution. Right? You've got Retribution, oh, you've built me. them up. They're these thugs, they've come in, they've smashed things up, they've beat people up. And then you turn them into fucking Bane rejects. You know what I mean? Fucking slap. Slapjack Mason fucking T-Bar. You basically, right, you've brought fuck? up your top talent from NXT, you put Bane masks on them, you really adopted the dog. I was born in it. It was really... If you had have done it properly, like the guys on, like, have been... People on Twitter that I've been messaging and joining in debates with, if they had actually put, like, someone as a, a figurehead or someone that was everyone knows and is a big name is a spearhead for them it would have worked and kept the masks on them and done it like an aces of aces and aces but this time they've given five they've given contracts apparently just five of them even though there's a fuck ton of them but never mind and then you've put bane masks on them you've made them you've gone from having a ruthless faction to the insane clown posse, how does that work? God, uh... so how it, Vince, man? Do yourself a favor, just fucking uh, leave because you're just like... ruining it. You... <laughs> Raw is now gone from pulling in, used to be pulling in what between four to five million viewers a week, now it's dropping down from 1.8 to 1.6. It's because they don't have a clue what they're doing. They're, they've taken a, a faction like uh, Retribution and just made them into a fucking comedy club because no one's going to take them serious with them stupid masks on their face. I'm sorry, but they're not. So, right, let's kick off and let's break this down bit by bit. <laughs> right, we kicks off as Keith Lee and his shit music makes his way to the ring. Yeah. And then it's... Um, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Blah de blah de blah. Keith Lee's not doing anything on the main roster. They haven't booked him in a position where he's going to be doing anything because they're too busy creaming over the idea of Randy Orton and fucking Edge. So I move on to Dabo Kato and Braun Strowman. Another thing that didn't need to fucking happen because nobody knows who Dabo Kato is. Nope. For fuck's sake, don't build anyone up and then he, he take, he's taken on the established star. Fuck me. So you could have built up right. another feud in the next pay-per-view. No. 
just going straight into the underground and then Braun knocking him out, even though he's the same size of him and he's literally a little bit bigger than him. And it's like, just, it's not realistic. No. Uh, Yes, and then comes the shit show, Retribution. For some unknown fucking reason, right? Now, this is what pisses me off the most. Retribution, heal, and they attack the Hurt Business. They were all throwing heels. <laughs> Who wins in this scenario? Nobody. Everybody loses. What? 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 What in the fuck? <laughs> I just you really, really don't like the people in Retribution, do you? Because you just you've got two good factions there. Who one of them's just recruited a new member who's newly freshly turned heel yep. and needs a heel run, and you've taken this team and put them against another heel team. Which makes perfect Why? sense. Because the, Why? Because the two, the two factions, the two factions, and obviously Christians decided to go. Ooh, we'll put them both together, not realizing they're both fucking heels. You need to do what they did with the Nexus, which is build up a team of individuals to take on that the retribution. But again, not... this is whether the way that they're doing it is wrong because they've not used the way of Nexus. Whereas Nexus no. was well, they were well brought in. They came in, they trashed everything, but you knew who they were because they were going through. But you knew exactly who they were when they were wearing these masks. No surprise. Yeah. You, you can change the names. People still know them as Dio Madden, Dominic, Dijakovic, and Shane Thorne. No, I get only... that, but like with Nexus and that, they built it up and built it up and built it up. And they kept oh, it, yeah. They kept it to the point, whereas with Retribution, they've literally... They overbuilt it. They've built them up, and now they look like clowns, and it's just like, yeah. what a waste of time. And what a waste they of over... talent. I think... The best comment I've read on this website, and it's Bleacher Report, and I don't really like Ble- Bleacher Report because it's shit. But they said it looks like Vince McMahon's found uh, Mad Max Retribution Road or something. Yeah. Because those masks, those masks are terrible. And I was trying to watch me cut a promo with her mask on, which is literally just a face mask that goes on your ears. What can't you afford to get a proper face mask that can sit on a face? What the fuck? Just fuck off. <laughs> Just stop. He must have had this idea where he's, he must have watched Mad Max the night before. He goes, ah, I like their masks. We're going to put them on them. And it's like, you haven't even done it properly. How is it? Dijakovic looks like an over six foot, foot, uh, six foot clown now. He, the, <laughs> this is a guy who had amazing matches with Keith Lee and now he's in it. A group that I didn't need to be in. They might as well have called Retribution Oddities because they just look like they're just ridiculous. They look up. It's like the the reinvention of Doink the Clown. They've killed four wrestlers with this. Or is it five? Four, five, five. And one of them could have been a brilliant singles, like female singles. One couple of them could have been decent singles in the men's division just because you don't have something to do for them doesn't mean you should fucking kill them on the main roster. You shouldn't bring them. You shouldn't call them up and put them in masks because that's just, just an absolute joke. You're insulting your talent by doing that. Especially when the fans know who they are and it's the fact that you treat the fans really stupid 
is why so many people are pissed off at you. It is, but then you've you... got the hardened fanboys that have even still given it, given it respect and going, oh, what a show it was. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. However, from the point of view of like, if watching comes like so before I even touch on it, comparing it to AEW, at least AEW is entertaining. This WWE is just they've got no, they're not creating anything. They're just destroying more than more than creating. It's just that. I'm all right. I'm going to move on to this triple threat tag team, the one contenders. Now you can tell that I'm surprised because apparently Andrade and Gaza beat two other teams. Yes, they did. Uh, Rollins, Murphy, and Carrillo and Mysterio. Yes. Why? I thought they were splitting up. Well, this, I don't this know. just this just confirms that the Street Profits are going to win it. Yeah, it's just there's, there's no. Then they'll turn on each other and then they'll start feuding probably because that's just yet again. We've got another fucking match involving Gaza and Drade and the Street Profits. Oh my god, can you not do something different? Nope. You've got fucking loads of different tag teams around your fucking company. And instead of using them, you've used Seth Rollins, Murphy, Mysterio and Carrillo. Why? You know, it's it's dumb. You're using individuals to team up for no reason. Because yep. that, that says to me... The only team that's been a team is Andrade and Garza, and they're the ones that are going to win. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, they went on to win. Fantastic. Great stuff. Yeah, but then what's pissing me off is the revisit the storyline that they did with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio with Dominic. But this time, it's Seth Rollins messing about with the DNA test of Rey Mysterio's daughter. And it's like, what the fucking hell is going on, man? Why are you doing this? Why are you rewriting shit you don't need to do? And then they've got uh, Buddy, uh, Buddy Murphy flirting on with it, and it's like, for fuck's sake, this story needs to just die. It just needs yeah, it to does. go away. Uh, KO show. Shane McMahon comes on with Dabba, Dabba, Cater. Uh, going on about something odd, slapped Kato, and then introduced Potts, uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, then Dalsa Black attacked Owens again. Oh, fuck's sake, there's another one that's just fucking dragging on. If you're going to keep it, at least if you're keeping um, entertaining, at least get Black to beat him when he fought him the first time last week, not, uh, not this week, you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes no sense. And apparently he wasn't wearing his little eye patch thing that he was wearing. So, so if you're not Alistair uh, Black, Alistair so if you, Black, you're, you're uh, not going to keep up with the, the facade of him wearing something that protected a damaged eye, then why are you expecting people to really buy into this? Uh, they've lost the plot, man. They've, 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 they've literally, they literally they started panicking, and then they started throwing things together, and yeah. the things haven't took together. People are now getting bored, frustrated, and angry at the way they're doing it. And Vince McMahon's not understanding why the people aren't buying into it. The people aren't buying into it because they're not fucking mugs. They're not going to sit there and watch the same shit day in, day out. They're not going to get force-fed. They're going to pick and choose what to watch. At the minute, you're doing nothing to peak interest. Especially on Raw, there's nothing that's peaking anybody's interest. The only thing that's probably peaking the interest is the, the, the Randy Orton and McIntyre feud. That's it. 
But even then, that's a reach. Yeah, there's uh, speaking of Keefe versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Randy Orton got him in, got involved. McIntyre won via disqualification. Yep. Then he cut one of his shitty promos talk, talking about Drew McIntyre from near the back of an ambulance, etc., etc. A number one contenders match. Why? When she was already in the fucking title match on Sunday anyway. Oh, the uh, Zelina Vega. Yeah, what, what fucking, what's the point? You already Wait, announced the, the, the fucking the match. Hardy, <laughs> like the Hardy, but we knew it was going to happen. And it was like, I'm sorry, where's Zelina come from, by the way? Yeah. She has, she's won, what, one fight? <sighs> the one thing that pisses me off is this. If you know who's going to be the number one contender, do the fucking match before you announce the match. Yeah. Don't just, there, yeah, she's number one contender, so she's going to be fighting for the title on Sunday. Oh, by the way, he's a number one contender's match. Get fucked, you lazy cunts. <laughs> it's laziness. This, this, I don't think I've ever seen this amount of fucking bullshittery since watching any episode of WCW in 2000. Yeah, this is true. just fucking laziness. WCW, at least they had decent storylines, whereas WWE now, it, it, it basically, you've got clowns that yeah. are working in the circus, and then you've got the head clown, Vince, coming in and just ripping everything up and going, nah. He not- hasn't... What I'm going to say is he hasn't learned his lesson. He edged WCW because he had The Rock and Steve Austin. And what did WCW have? Well, they were getting carried by their cruiserweight division because the booking of the title and everything, going from fucking Kevin Nash's Pork of Doom and all the rest of it. Absolute bullshit. And he's done nothing but pretty much copy what they were doing. So he's been, his draw has turned into 2000 era WCW and he's wondering why people don't want to fucking watch it because you're announcing matches with people in it that haven't fucking done anything to deserve to get there. No. And then you announce the match and say, oh yeah, who knows? Mickey James might win. No. I fucking doubt it. You've announced the fucking match. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) pay-per-view. In what world? I've never known anyone to announce a title match and then go, oh, by the way, that guy's in a number one contenders match on Raw. Well, we already know he's going to be in the fucking match. What do you mean? <laughs> don't have, don't announce it, or don't have the fucking number one contenders match. Just, it's common sense. Fuck me. Yep. And people, and people, and people want to know why I don't like Bruce Pritchard. He is the shittest of out of the two Pritchard brothers. His yep. brother, Doctor Tom Pritchard, who was a professional wrestler, and half of I think they were called the Heavenly Bodies, and actually trained their developmental system before um, that fat cunt Hugh Morris took over. <laughs> fucking huge erection or whatever he wants to fucking call himself. Yeah. When he started hazing people, he's a shithead and people go, oh, you shouldn't have been sucked. Yeah, well, it's not fucking 1987. You can't go around hazing people anymore, unfortunately. So nope. he's gone into the bin where he belongs, which <laughs> yeah, is where Bruce be. Pritchard belongs. He sits on his fucking podcast with that other fat cunt. Um, what's his name? Connor Conrad Thompson. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and he fucking jokes on making shit jokes and doing talking shit about Dave Meltzer saying he doesn't know anything about wrestling. 
Well, guess what, Bruce? Neither do you. And this is fucking proving that you know nothing about wrestling. You are actually and, losing. You're doing the best insider job. It's like the, the the game Among Us. You've got the crewmates and you've got the imposters. He's basically an imposter who's fucking everything up. He is. is. What he's doing. Essentially, what Eric Bischoff did to get the WCW job, and he got he got that job over Jim Ross because he's not a wrestling guy. Bruce Pritchard is a wrestling guy, but he has no fucking idea what he's doing. No. And it's and now he's in charge of both SmackDown and Raw. Yet SmackDown, SmackDown seems at to the be... minute is doing a little bit better because it's got the better characters on it. Yeah, Raw, they've ruined everything. It literally, it's, seemed... like it's on fire now. It's a long-running fucking narrative that SmackDown's better than Raw. And it had been till since the mid two, I think it was the mid two thousand when Batista, John Cena, and all the rest of them started on SmackDown. But Edge as Smack- well. Yeah, SmackDown seems started, to have just it, carried this company. It started but picking he, back up again when AJ Styles was on there, and SmackDown was the house that AJ built. The fatal flaw in this whole thing is the fact that they swapped AJ Styles over to SmackDown. Why have you done this? Just so you could give Randy Orton another run over the championship. Which is he fucking ridiculous. I'm sick of it because I am sick to death of watching getting spoon fed. Randy Orton, who keeps getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity of the fucking world title when he doesn't deserve it. He's done nothing. He, he yeah. isn't the same wrestler that he once was. And it's just it's just a piss take that you you're banking your whole chips on a poker table, you're backing your two Elder, well, they're basically elderly blokes. They're in the forties. Oh yeah, and you want them to headline WrestleMania? However, do yourself a favour. Right, well, uh, stepping away from this, it's Apollo Crews versus Cedric Alexander in this three-hour shit show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it just t- it just boils your piss so. You know what it is? Respect to Apollo Crews and Cedric Alexander, but I think I'm finished speaking about Raw because it just it's not even worth speaking about. Their match was decent, but I'm just scrolling down to see what else. Oh yeah, Asuka took on Peyton Rice. That was a stupid match. Yeah, that was a pointless match with Billy Kay. That was still in a corner, yep. even though they're not allowed to be a team anymore, which make again makes no sense. And then the retribution uh, business at the end of the show. Where Drew McIntyre comes out, along with Keith Lee, the try the clear the ring, Randy Orton comes out and fucking RKO's Drew McIntyre and then punts him. It, it's a <sighs> Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Rinse yeah. and repeat. Fucked. It's like I'm if they need a new t shirt, it needs to say ruin raw, ruin retribution, and then repeat. What a shit show. Right. Wednesday. I don't know if AEW was on a Tuesday, was it? Yeah, it was. AEW had an hour special on uh, Dynamite, um, which was... Jericho went on comedy. I tell you what, like, Jericho... (laughs) He's just the gift that keeps on giving. He is so funny when he's on commentary. They were trying to discuss where uh, one of the matches were one of the English. I'll get into it when I get to the match. Um, but the first match to kick it off was uh, Ben Carter versus Scorpio Sky. So Ben Carter is from Jersey. Um, 
I don't think it was Excalibur going, well, Jersey's one of the English Channel countries and it's near to France. Jericho turns around and goes, who asked you that, you stupid idiot? <laughs> See, yeah, Excalibur, shut the fuck up. You really need to give them a job. When did it turn into a geography lesson and start ribbing them for that? But again, it was a good match. Uh, Scorpio Sky won it, but Ben Carter would give himself a good showing. But he's, unfortunately, he's one of the wrestlers that's... Um, contracted COVID-19, so he's now isolated. But since he's come on, he's done a really good show, and he's only 23, and he's from Jersey. Trained by Lance Storm. Yes. Uh, Anna Jay versus Brandy Rhodes, and that was a, a good match, and I actually got a surprise because I thought Brandy Rhodes was going to win, but no, Anna Jay won by putting her to sleep. So Anna Jay from the Dark Order won. That's because normally Brandy Rhodes puts me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good match. To be fair, they, they give a good showing, and again, it, it's oh, just... sorry, I'm I'm it... trying to find the fucking results. Sports kid has done it in a situation where I fucking don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right, just go back on Bleacher Report. Fuck me. <laughs> well, Anna J won that one. Then the main event was Matt Seidel versus Sean Spears. Uh, Sean Spears won via a foreign object in his glove, which. Um, Tully Blanchard put there. And then Scorpio Sky came out. Are you missing the Miro and Kip Sabian bit? Uh, that wasn't on... That That's on... Dynamite. Yeah, that's Wednesdays, not Tuesdays. Because they did a What's... Tuesday hour special. The main oh, event right. was um, Matt Siddell versus Sean Spears. Which... If I'm... I might be reading into it too much, but... With the next match next week, FTR are fighting SCU, which Scorpio Sky's in. Yeah. Scorpio Sky came out to save Matt Seidel from Sean Spears knocking him out again with the foreign object in the glove. So that might tie in with Sean teaming up with FTR with the whole Scorpio Sky being in there. I might be reading into it too much, but that might be when they start adding them together so to speak, because obviously yeah. Tully's now their manager. He's basically walking them to the ring and doing everything with them, so it makes sense to bring them all three of them together so far. But, yeah, and then we went on to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. So, first match was Kip Sabian, uh, Kip Sabian Myro, uh, Miro versus Janela and Sunny Kiss. Right, before you start, I've got something to say about Joe Janela and all his fucking fanboys. Right. Okay. I get I get that people don't like Jim Connor and I, I don't really particularly like the guy. Yeah. But because he said something about Sonny Kiss, I'm sure that pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. But he Joey Janela should not be saying stuff like, Oh, I'll be making me and Sonny Kiss the next Midnight Express. It's not a name you can use because it's a name that Dennis Caudry he's the original Midnight Express. I think. So it's got, it's got I, I nothing. Where, it, I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I know where it's you're going with this. It's I got think... nothing. No, no, right. Let me finish, right? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Jim Cornette. He didn't come up with the name. Plus, I'm not going to take anything that he says seriously when he got punked out by fucking Enzo Amore. Who? I'm sorry, but when you bitch out of a fight with Enzo Amari, you lose any sort of fucking respect yeah, that I ever had for you. I think you're one of the, the one of the people I say it in the wrong way. I think because 
Corner has been talking so much shit about Janela. Janela did it as a rib. I think that's all it was. I don't think they were actually serious about doing it. I think he did it as just to piss him off. That's the, yeah. he got the reaction he wanted. He's getting people pissed off about it, but that's what he wanted. That's the reaction he's gone for, and he's getting it because people he's, are biting. And it, the it issue is. that I have with this is there's a rib, but he's using three other guys to yeah, rib but, um, Jim Cornette. Straight after he said it, mind, they've gone, including Cornette, the, the, him and the rest of them have gone and tried to... Uh, um, what is it? Trademark the name. Yeah. So Cornet's part of it, but he, he's getting his back up there, though. But again, that's the whole thing with Cornet and Janela. There must be some that don't like each other, so they basically rib each other all the time. But Janela yeah. did that, and he's getting the just, biggest he's, backlash. He but he's loving it because ignore, people are biting. He, he should ignore Jim Cornet, and Jim Cornet should ignore him. But you know, but instead of just fucking winding each other up. Yeah, the thing is, I don't like the thing. My I have the issue with George and other is why wind someone up when you're not going to end up doing anything? He's been winding Enzo and Mario up previously, and then when it came to them coming face to face, he bitched out. So, you know what I mean? Well, no, he didn't. If you're going to, uh, no, he didn't. They met, he did. They fought um, when they met each other outside the stadium and they were pissed. No, there was no fight. There was one fight. Enzo was... I was I was watching the video. He was telling him to come on and George you know, disappeared into a crowd. Oh, right. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah There is yeah. there is an altercation, but it yeah. was never a fight because George Janelle walked away. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you walk away from someone like Enzo Amaro, and I, I'm not the biggest person, but if I was to punch him, <laughs> You're Enzo about four Amaro, times the size of Enzo. You'd knock him out. I would <laughs> fucking use him as a basketball. <laughs> I don't know why George Janelle has bitched away from him because that says a lot about him as a person if he's just going to let a loud mouth like, run over him. Yeah. So I can't take anything that he does seriously from now on. Yeah, true. But we'll get back on our match. Right, okay. <laughs> we'll let you have your rant on that one. <laughs> let's, let's go on. Yeah, so Kip Miro versus Sonny Kiss and uh, Janela. A lot of people aren't happy with Miro's debut match being against them. To be fair, I think he did an absolute awesome showing. He, he just showed his brute strength, his brute power, and he did his Mosca kit. Um, the Mosca kick. Is it Mosca? Machka. 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 Aye, the Machka kick. And then he finished him off with the um, Cobra Clutch. And the winners were Kip and Miro. Miro got the submission. Uh, the next one on the bill was Adam Page versus Evil Uno. Adam Page won. Uh, Buckshot Lariat. Again, Kenny Omega sitting on ringside saying the tag team's done. So that is, that's just, that's like, when you're boiling an egg, that's just simmering away. I think that's going to be that'll turn into a massive rivalry once it starts booting off. Yeah, notice it's not just Kenny Omega jumping him after the match. No, every time. Yeah, basically, the, 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 he's he's praising him when he has to, but it's going to get to a point where people are waiting for it. It's it's going to happen, but they're doing the right thing of just keeping it, just keeping it going because they've got too much on at the minute. But it's just it's it's good to keep it on going. Um, the next one was Brody Lee versus uh, Orange Cassidy for the TNT World Title. Orange Cassidy did a good showing, but again, you, you didn't expect them to drop the title to uh, Orange Cassidy. Unfortunately, he he did get absolutely annihilated. But again, Orange Cassidy did himself 
big favors by just the showing he did and just the, the type of wrestler he is. He is this comedic and lackadaisical, lazy wrestler, but at the same time, he's he can he's he's a very very competent wrestler, and he's he is he is good to watch. He is entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the next one was Inner Circle came out um, to Matt Hardy and Private Party and Sammy Guevara came back, Matt Hardy lived, was limping in the ring, then they started threatening each other, so one member of uh, Private Party is now fighting Jericho on next week's episode uh, and he also Jericho has trademarked the million dollar viewer man <laughs> okay. Now the million dollar viewer man. Uh, so he's taking full credit for that. Um, the next one was um, Shida and Thunder Rosa versus uh, Eva Lise and Diamant- Diamante. Yep. Um, again, a hell of a match for the four women in the ring. Um, the chemistry between Sheeda and Rosa is just it's, it's it's it just creates magic every time they step into the ring together. It's a really good match. Um, Sheeda and Rosa won, but again, it was an unreal match. And I'm happy to say I tweeted Thunder Rosa it, and she retweeted. Well, she liked it anyway, so I'm happy with that. But it just shows you that the the women wrestlers. That people are kicking off with AEW going not getting enough time on the DR. You've got the four best women fighting at the minute, in my opinion. Yes, you've got uh, Nyla Rose, who's an absolute weapon, but you've got um, the more durable and established and experienced wrestlers in the ring, and they're actually performing to a higher level. Yep. And they deserve to be where they are. So I think Shida will be going to NWA and challenging. Thunder Rosa for the NWA title at some point, I would imagine. But that would be, yeah. a, again, it'd be a hell of a match. That has to be um, have a moment after what happened last, uh, I think it was last week. There's probably an asterisk against Ivelisse's name potentially not getting um, a contract with AEW after the bullshit you tried to pull with um, Rosa. From what was said backstage, which she, she started no selling uh, a lot of moves that Thunder Rosa was doing during the NWA's um, title match. Yeah. So Thunder Rosa started being stiff with her. And if anyone has a problem with that, I'm sorry, but she was protecting the NWA Women's Championship. Exactly. You can't fuck with the champion and try and damage the reputation of a title. Yeah. By just because you've got a small issue. Look, you've got to be professional. Yeah. And AEW has to put their foot down and say to her, look, if you're not going to be professional in this match, it's just happened, which so far I've not heard any bad things about. No, I think I think she learned a lesson because she was the the, the, the match. My, in my honest opinion, went off without a hitch and it was a really good match. So I'd be surprised if they don't offer. They need to offer her. I think she's... Oh, yeah, she, she's, a good, she's a good wrestler, but she needs to check her ego. Yeah. Otherwise she'll end up like... Like um, to uh, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, we apparently. Cause... Well, we'll get onto that in a bit as well. Um, event was Mox versus Kingston. There was supposed to be a six-man tag team with 
Mox, Hobbs, and Darby Allen versus Archer, Cage, and Ricky Starks. But Lance Archer has been he's contracted contracted the COVID nineteen, so he's now self isolating. So the yep. match changed to a, a title fight between Mox and Kingston. Um, when well, it was a brutal match, Moxley won it. He put him to sleep. Um, the is it Lucha? Is it the Lucha Brothers? Yeah, the Lucha Brothers came out. Phoenix and the other one, can't remember his name. <laughs> then they started beating him up. Uh, Will Hobbs ran out, did a spine, spine bust, butchering the blade or whatever. No, no. Um, the Lucha Brothers came up with it to Eddie Kingston. Um, Will Hobbs came out to stop them from beating on uh, Ambrose. Then he ended up getting beaten up. Then Darby Allen came out with his skateboard. He hit about two people, and then Ricky Starks came out and jumped him. It ended with Kingston, the Lucha Brothers, and Taz and Ricky Starks in the ring on top of the other three. So Ricky Starks, who's going one on one with Darby Allen next week, he had his skateboard rammed up to his neck. So that's a, that's a good rivalry as well. So I like that because the yeah, but the, build the, and it's they really need to let Allen kind of like stand tall for once because every week it just seems that Stark keeps attacking him from behind. Well, no, oh. uh, Darby Allen got it's back and forwards. It's not all. It's not always Starks doing it. So Plus, Starks did it, and then Darby Allen's getting his own back on. Another kind of like point I want to make is AEW doesn't need this many factions so yeah. early on. <laughs> yeah. They've already got the uh, inner circle, which should be their big one. Yeah. And then there's, um, oh God, there's the obviously the Dark Order. Yeah. It just seems like they've got too many heel factions right now. So they kind of like need to either, they need to kind of slow down a bit because they've only got one show. Well, they've got many shows, but only one like showcase show on, on network TV. Hi, the Dark Order is the, I think the reason why the Dark Order is as big as it is, is obviously the broad Brody Lee in the head it. Um, the, 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 the Dark Order, the, the, they're all right as a faction. I'm not I'm not saying don't have many factions. No, no, what I'm saying is don't have your main, main ones being all heel. Because the the inner circle isn't really a heel. I don't know what it is because when Jericho comes out, everybody's singing his fucking uh, intro music. It's oh, ridiculous. It's marks. Yeah, exactly. He's 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 a heel. He shouldn't be. Oh, I recognise he's a heel. Um, I think, but because they're not having a crossover, I and mean, obviously I think the Nightmare Family is going to come to an end. I don't think that. Oh, that was it. Sorry, I missed it. So during after the OC uh, Orange Cassidy and Brody Lee fight, Cody Rhodes returned. Oh, sorry, Cody returned, and he's changed his look. He's now got black hair. He hasn't got his blonde hair anymore. All right. Uh, he came out and laid the SmackDown on um, the Dark Order, and Brody Lee's now challenging him, threatening to put a dog collar with a chain around his neck and walk him around like a dog. Okay, makes sense. Um. But I know what you're saying with the factions because you've got you've you've got Eddie Kingston with uh, the 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 butcher and the blade and the Lucha Brothers. There's one. Then you've got um, the Jurassic Jurassic Express. Technically, is but isn't because Mark was done. 
he's not going to hurt anybody, really, is he? I, I see that more as a tag team with a manager. So they're fine. <laughs> it's like with a fucking, it's more like with a cheerleader than a manager. Yeah. So that, that's fine. That's a tag team. Yeah. It's, it's the same with the best friends and um... Orange Cassidy. And then you've got uh, where you've got Inner Circle, Dark Order, the Elite are no more. So they've not got to be in the Elite anymore. So the, yeah. the Elite isn't together. That's not a faction anymore. But you've literally only got two. Really. Because the one with Eddie Kingston, I wouldn't say that was really a faction. I just think that's that's just two tag teams with a manager. That's it. With a singles competitor. And that was, I yeah. think that's going to implode at some point. It has to. That's the thing with like letting people do creative things. They want to just work with their mates. But you can't have too many heel factions because then you end up doing what WWE is. Oh, shit. They've done retrib- retribution versus fucking her business. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. Then you've got FTW. Um, oh, yeah. Taz with Cage and... Well, I know there's only two of them, but Taz and Cage and uh, Ricky Starks. But again, that's done perfectly because they, they're two oh, yeah, that's superstars. A, so that's totally... That, that's fine. I mean, they oh, could yeah. like, potentially add a tag team to that faction and that would be fine. What they don't need to be doing is having two tag teams and Eddie Kingston thread around in the ring. Yeah, that makes no sense. That's just that, that that's like they've they've literally just plastered them together for the time being. I think that'll break away. I think things will come to a stead when um, Pac returns because I know Pac was with them, wasn't he, with the Lucha yeah. Brothers? Uh, what they need to do is just start trimming down these rickety thrown together factions and just keep it with factions that have been there since the beginning. Yeah. And that have kind of built themselves up like the Dark Order and in a circle, obviously, which looks like I think MJF might be being added to it. No, I don't think he will. But if they not, were talking about it, but I don't, I, I don't think they will. I don't, I don't think MJF will. They'll, they'll tease it, but I don't yeah. think he will because they've done it before where they teased it when um, MJF turned proper heel over Cody and Chris Jericho asked him to come in then, and he said no. Uh, yeah, but now he wants a faction, doesn't he? Where he Which says, they should have fucking stopped because now you're getting another heel faction with MJF. Yeah, I don't just know. fucking stop AEW. I think he's just. T- I think he was just taking the piss when he said that. I don't think he will. My uh, I hope not. I hope it's generally just you know. But again, whatever. it's another. P- it was another Wednesday. I enjoyed it, and it was well put oh, together. Yeah. It, it's it's good. I'm not saying the rest of them that's bad. It's just you got to be careful with. Too many of one thing, because then uh, it's yeah. just then you, you end up becoming fucking triple A. Uh, Tony Schiavone lost his phone because <laughs> oh. Matt uh, took it off him and braided it against the wall, smashed the screen, and then finished the interview by throwing money at him. So yeah, right. NXT, yes. Number one contenders battle royale. Fuck me. But I've not seen NXT because I've stopped watching it since Vince McMahon started putting fucking fingers in. Yep. So, right, that's these are the people in it. It's Rhea Ripley, who shouldn't be in the number one contender's battle royale. She should be the number one contender. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Candice LeRae, Catalina, Shotzi Blackheart, who's an upcoming star. And if they fuck her up, I'd unreal. Caden Carter and Kat and Zaro, who are, who are a tag team who shouldn't be in this if they're a tag team. Yep. Uh, Aaliyah, who for some unknown reasons ended up as a Robert Stone kind of thing, even though they didn't give the Chelsea Green thing too long with her. No. 
don't don't understand why they did that. Zia Lee, she's good, but she needs to be. I think she could probably benefit with being in a tag team with a manager. Yep. Uh, Marina Schaefer, who was part of the fucking team with um, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Indy Hartwell, Gia Roman, never heard of. Uh, apparently Raven was in there. Fucking what? <laughs> Ellie and Rita Reed. Yeah, I'm guessing there's a female called Raven. Otherwise... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> former ECW hardcore legend Ravenstein. He's not sitting in the corner. <laughs> Coming down to the ring with a shopping cart full of goodies. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. didn't know they had a female wrestler called Raven. That's really thrown me. I mean, I know he did wear a kilt, but fuck me. <laughs> what, a... what was uh, his tagline again? Raven's uh, quote, I think it was something like Quote the Raven Nevermore or something like uh, that. Quote the Raven. Uh, Candice LeRae won that. I'm not going to go too far in it because it's just, you know, whatever. Meh. But again, this is the thing, right? This is what I like about NXT. This is the only thing I like about NXT is that they've actually built up the Gorgonos. They've actually, oh, built, yeah. they've actually took time and they've built them up. But again, it's only a matter of time before they get the needle out and just go, Bop, and then that's it. Done. Yeah. Well, Damien Priest was backstage with the new uh, backstage announcer, Sarah Schreiber, or whatever her name is. Yep. Uh, takeover match with Johnny Gagado. And then... Um, okay, there's a... I'm not going to watch that out of video. Um, Champa versus Atlas. Yeah, Apparently, Fandango's backstage. Yeah, Fandango's backstage with Lily Regal. And explains something about the number one contenders for Breezango. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Champa wins. No surprise there. Yeah, because it just killed the feud straight away. Yep. And then Rich Holland did, did a uh, promo. Apparently, he's. He's off the NXT roster, uh, NXT UK roster. Now he's on the NXT like USA full time. They shouldn't have an NXT UK. Nope. And um, bad news for the US, for WWE as well is in the past couple of days there's a um, investigation into pro wrestling and how it's run by the government. Good. So there might be. Regulations in after next year when the deadline is for proper pay, proper contracts, and all the rest of it. So WWE probably won't want to operate here, and uh, which is a good thing since they're barely operating in the in the USA. Why the fuck are they operating over here? You know what I mean. Uh, moving on, it's Danny Birch and Roderick Strong versus Real uh, Raul Mendoza and Fabian Eichner. Uh I don't know why Roderick Strong teaming up with Danny Birch. Never mind. Uh, he won anyway. I don't fully understand why that, that's a thing. But yeah, then there was Austin Theory versus Damian Priest. But again, Austin Theory went to the main roster and now has gone back to uh, Apparently that's got something to do with the speaking out movement. Some stuff came up about him and in typical WWE fashion, he's on NXT because they don't give a shit. Nope. So... 
and then there's a, apparently a mysterious warning for NXT by a former champion. Yep. Uh, a lot of people have been saying it was Bo Dallas. Probably won't be Bo Dallas. It's most likely going to be... Um, fucking hell. I don't know. I think a couple of names have been thrown around, but nobody knows definitively who it's going to be. But it's not Bo Dallas. I can guarantee you that. Nobody cares, to be fair. No. Yeah, if it was Bo Dallas, people would be like, oh, well, that's stupid. Yep. Bo, leave! Um... Isaiah Swerve Scott having a go at Santos Escobar. Yep. And then Rich Holland took on Antonio DeLuca and destroyed him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's have Rich Holland on there. When you've got Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, well, let's put Rich Holland on there because he's a big, beefy fella. Yep. Sick. Um, backstage interview with Shirai and then Candice LeRae walks up and starts talking and yelling and all sorts. Yep, and then Johnny Gogogono joins her and then Damien Priest gets involved. Yep. And then uh, Kushida, Kushida and Kyle, Kyle Riley are preparing backstage in the main event. And then there's a stupid video thing for Connor, Connor Cure and whatever. Whatever. Careful. <laughs> Dakota Kai versus Shotsu. You know, I don't mind if you sponsor charity butts on every fucking show. Stop it. Yep. You know what I mean? I'll fucking get it. You don't need to be bragging about it. Oh, we support this charity this month. Fuck you. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Blackheart announced for next week. Gauntlet Eliminate Match, Kushida, Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, this is a long fucking roll. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly won. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he needs a title match, not fucking Kushida. <laughs> Kushida hell. got screwed out of it. I wish they would fuck off. They've got this guy from New Japan who is considered a wrestling legend over there. And they've done nothing but fuck him over since he's been there. Yep. He's been beaten up by nobodies. So his... Fucking value as a wrestler is zero, and it's because Vince McMahon is a racist, and he, he's done nothing that shows me that he's not a racist. Yep. No, no, I and get it. I understand. He needs to fucking just. I hate. I don't like to wish people death, but he needs to either die or retire. <laughs> Hopefully, the latter. <laughs> Hopefully, fucking both of them. <laughs> right, and then we've got to look forward to SmackDown tomorrow. Which will be, I'm, I'm. They've not announced any matches, but I guarantee the main event's going to be Roman Reigns, Jericho, Sheamus, and Baron Corbin in some fucking form, because they don't know anybody else to put in the fucking main event. Nah, it'll be it'll be like a ladder match or some sort of <sighs> some sort of cage match. Anywho, that's tomorrow. Um, read then. This is this is going on to the comedy gold bit. So last week we challenged each other to find some promo promos. Um, done by professional wrestlers uh, that just made no sense. Uh, but what I want to bring up first is I went through and I found like we also went through like the worst names that professional wrestlers have ever had. Oh, yeah, I've got a list. I went through and I found loads. Right, so get this in the 90s, there was a WCW superstar called Gobbledygoofer. <laughs> 
<laughs> Another one in WCW of the nineties was Kiss Demon. Oh yeah, the, that was a brand deal with the band Kiss. Yeah, and then they were and going... he was supposed to win, but then they fucking lost interest and WCW buried him. Yeah. <laughs> He's another one from WWE from the 90s. Battle Cat. Fucking hell. 1996. The legend who is Jim uh, Jimmy Nightheart. He was named who? Oh, who? As in the fucking reference. As in who? Oh, fuck me. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, the... The turn of the century, 2000, the WWE had a team because of techno music was the thing at the time. Oh, tech team fucking 2000. Techno team 2000. Oh, fuck me. The team of the future. <laughs> it looks like five matches and then got fucking binned. Uh, another classic was WCW uh, Mortal Kombat ripoff uh, of Sub-Zero called the Glacier. Oh yeah, dressed in full on um, Mortal Kombat gear. Obviously, you had uh, Tugboat from Popeye in eighties WWE, who turned out to be I think it was Typhoon. It was Typhoon or Earthquake. Who was that? Golga. I Tugboat. uh, Tugboat. Oh, Tugboat. That was Typhoon. That was Typhoon. That was the other guy. The Earthquake. That was uh, Shockmaster. Yeah. Tugboat. That's a Shockmaster. So he's done Tugboat and Shockmaster. Jesus Christ. Sticking with the tag team, um, John Tenter, who was Earthquake, he was also known as the Gargoyle. The Gargoyle. (laughs) And the Shark in WCW as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get this. WWE had the Manator. Obviously, the Minotaur, which is one of the in Greek mythology, one of the beasts with the bull head, the main one in WWE called the Manotaur. Really? <laughs> oh, WCW top that had a wrestler called the Yeti. The Yeti. <laughs> Yeti. And then uh, WWE had the, the the brainchild of bringing someone that was the opposite to the Undertaker and called him Mordecia. Which was a Taker ripoff, lasted about five seconds, and then. Uh, oh, that was Mordecai, wasn't it? He was essentially just the fucking god version of. Mordecai, yeah. Mordecai, yeah, yeah. He was the, it was the god version of. Kevin Taker. Farm, who was a vampire in the WWE ECW. Oh, fuck me. Oh, okay, Mordecai, well, get fucked. I've got one more, and that was the Mighty Wilbur. I love the gobbledygooker and uh, the Yeti. I just uh, uh, why on earth would you call a wrestler and later coming to the ring at this time, weighing in, God knows. Where from, don't know. The Yeti. Okay. Right. Just give me a sec. The first one, uh, off the top of my head, was off a talking shop a interview uh, talk, chop, talk is Jericho um, a couple of years ago with Luke, with Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson and Chris Jericho talking about jobbers they had fought uh, Luke Gallows the being the mad lad that he is wrestled a guy who wore brown trousers yeah. and went to the ring sat on the um, he went to the ring with a newspaper under his arm sat on the ring post pretending he was shitting on the ring 
His name was Davy Boy Shits. For fuck's sake. Seriously. There was above average. I think his name was... um, Oh, God. Mike Sanders, I think it was. Yeah. He was actually a WCW guy, but his nickname was Above Average. Above Average, okay. Above Average, Mike Sanders. Uh, There's also a couple. There's a guy on the Independence at the moment called Crotch. Yeah. Uh, Neil Diamond Cutter. Yeah. The Jamaican Dragon. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no. He's one. That's pretty cool. Uh, even Calder, Mike Austin. Yeah. The Lost Hardy brother, Barry Hardy. <laughs> Barry Hardy. Grim Reefer. Yeah. Uh, I'm just bringing up WCW because there's loads. There's obviously Bubba the Bolt, the Belt Taker, which was um, Tenter. Yeah, classic. Uh, I mean, there's even the Red Rooster, which was a gimmick because the guy was apparently just wouldn't shut up. So Vince said he's like he's like he does the cock of the walk. So it's the Red Rooster. Uh, looking at a list of WCW tag team because tag WCW is a gold mine of shit wrestling. Um. Oh, I forgot one. Um, WWE, don't shoot the messenger, Joe. That was a pointless gimmick. What was it? The female as well. They're called the blonde one with big, big boobs. It was called BB. Basically, after a boob side, oh, yeah. that was ridiculous. And all. Also, the 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 I did the promo that I sent. Which is considered the worst. Which one? Lex Luger. Uh, not Lex Luger. I don't know. <laughs> Can't even get the show out of the, of his, the <laughs> What is it? Battle Saturday, Saturday Battle. What the hell is it called? Oh, it's Battle Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. Your t shirt's too tight. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> He's, oh my god, it was so, so fucking stupid. Well, it's like the one I sent you. Um, that was the one, uh, Mighty Wilbur. Uh, did his interview for David uh, Isley, the interview. Basically, it was, a, it was just a conversation of him talking about his family, and it was just like a general conversation. It wasn't even a promo. It was just like you would have like a conversation with one of your mates that you haven't seen for ages. Basically, just go, yeah, well, did all right, came down. He got a bit of a fright when he saw me turn around. But yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll beat him up and I'll say, what the fuck is this? This is like a promo. You can imagine The Rock going, The Rock's going to go. Nah, nah, nah. It's just like, just how I do. Come on. The promo that I sent you was jumping Jeff Farmer. Oh, yeah. The guy who was really, really cringy. Yes. Well, as people who will know who are WCW connoisseurs, jumping Jeff Farmer was the fake sting, the fake sting, or the NWO sting. The worst promo ever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was bad uh, the best comment on that video is you know it's going to be a good promo when he starts it with yep <laughs> yep 
jumping Jeff Bomber. No, I, I know I said we weren't going to mention Scott Steiner or Sid, but uh, what was it the one Scott that you Steiner. with half a brain when you've got Scott when you've oh. got uh, Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall in the ring taking the piss out of him. You have half. You got your half. You're half the man I am, and I've got half the brain you've got. And I uh, what? I got half the brain you do. <laughs> Really? Uh, immediately cuts into fucking Lex Luger. I don't know. That gives you about twenty five percent chance of beating me. Oh, it's Scott Calm, dude. You get jogged on as well. Oh, Scott Steiner cannot cut a good promo. <laughs> no, he cut first... a good ring entrance. He just cannot cut he, a promo. He, he turned up his very first. I think I don't know if you remember this when he turned up at the Royal Rumble when he first came into WWE. It was audibly caught. That he was yelling at the guy at the ringside to give him a fucking mic. And that was like in front of a, a mass audience worldwide. Give and me the first thing isn't actually a Scott Steiner promo, it's him yelling at the guy to give him a fucking mic. <laughs> give me a fucking mic. And then he apparently went on to say that he wrestled half the world. Not that he wrestled around the world, he wrestled <laughs> half the world. <laughs> Now the best one is when he's doing his mathematical equation and he's just getting us all confused. He goes, "Well, that gives you gives me my by my making that gives you a twenty five percent chance of beating me." Like, dude, you've literally cut your equation about seven or eight times. You're not making any sense. You forget Smojo's name. Uh, Smojo's name and ends up calling him Senior Joe. <laughs> yes, Senior Joe. Senior Joe. Senior Joe. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like going back to uh, the Dudley Boys when they first appeared on WWE, and uh, Bubba had his stutter, which miraculously disappeared. And we used to slap him on the b- 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 back of the head <coughs> to try and get it out. <laughs> but it's like that's what he wanted to do to Scott and say, Scott, you need to speak. Do you speak English? Do you make sense? Do, do you actually do your does your brain communicate with your mouth before the words spill out? All that Rhodes has been eating um, over the years, because when you see him when he first wrestled, he's a vastly different creature. We yeah, I sent you that picture, didn't I, on Facebook? Yeah, with his long black curly hair. That's when he was teaming with his brother Rick. Rick Steiner, the Steiner brothers. Oh yeah. Let's have a look. Uh... Just incredible, obviously. Nice little uh, shout out to Just Incredible for his name. Just incredible. He's, also known he's as... a bit of a dick, so we don't really speak about him because he did the dirty on ECW. Oh, well, you know. Imagine someone fucking bring um, Paulie Heyman over after like failing to pay so many people. <laughs> I suppose with Paul Heyman he did have his flaws but there's still a lot of respect there from the ECW faithful because of what a lot of respect a lot of respect he's, he's a, he, this is what I don't understand going back on touching on the WWE and Pritchard that you've getting rid of probably one of the greatest minds today that knows how to put on a show who knows how to build up characters and can actually make, turn it around, but you got rid of him and put a fucking numpty in charge. It's like, well, you basically shot yourself in the foot. Then you've given, put him on to give him TV time by being the new manager of Roman Reigns, which makes no sense at all. Oh yeah, it's just, but then you look back at because this is what gets me, right? You go into the the 
the whole we've had a laugh, we've gone through like the, the shittest promos and the shittest names in wrestling. But then you've got the hardcore fanboys that are going like uh, I know we'll keep touching on about, but they, they keep blasting AEW for having former WWE mid carders and jobbers and it's like well, they're not. They they know how to build themselves up, so that's what they're doing. But the the they're just wrestlers at the end of the day. Everybody starts somewhere, everybody's gonna move on and go somewhere. But it's like a lot of people forget Paul Heyman is the genius and the madman behind a lot of great legendary superstars. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he left WCW as Stunning Steve, he went to ECW, Paul Heyman, give him a mic and let him rant. And what did he do? That's when he sort of started swinging, becoming Stone Cold Steve Austin. You've got the likes of the Dudley Boys, Taz, Rob Van Dam, Spike Dudley. He was an idiot. Super crazy. Uh, Sandman. Uh, Sabu. Just to name a few. But you've also got the likes of Chris Jericho. Yeah. Rhino. Well, I wouldn't credit Chris Jericho to... um... Paul Heyman. No, I wouldn't credit him with, um, Paul Heyman, but he was in ECW before he went to WCW. Oh. He was in Smoky Mountain before that as well. Yeah. Just to throw that in there. Um, but again, but these yeah. are all wrestlers that have wrestled everywhere and they've all started somewhere. They're not, yeah, Paul Heyman. WWE isn't the end all and be all anymore. Oh, Everybody comes not anymore. everywhere. They had a really good chance of improving the product with Paul Heyman being a writer on the crawl, being a writer, being a booker, being creative. Because you look what he did for CM Punk, who was about to get sacked or released. Can you imagine he up... they wouldn't have gotten half of the anywhere near of the money that would have bit that would have missed out on with no. anybody. The the contracts Punk Punk was charismatic and energetic and athletic and had everything, all the attributes. The only thing that let him down is he wasn't a John Cena esque big lad. That's it. And the fact that Triple H didn't like him. Exactly, because he just looked like and some friggin'. He's the problem with Triple H is he needs to knock it off because fans are getting pretty fucking sick of Vince. Can you can imagine what it's going to be like when it's Triple H saying, oh, he didn't really think he was that good. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Triple H, you weren't the greatest. You know what I mean? Austin and The Rock carried you for a lot of years. And even Shawn Michaels carried you as well. The only reason he is where he is is because of who he married. Exactly. And I'm I'm going to be very blunt because creatively, yes, NXT was really good because he was running it with an independent esque theme. Yeah. No, I'm, but, I'm not saying he was a terrible wrestler, but far from well, no. he's still he's still as the cerebral assassin and the whole sledgehammer angle and being the heel, he was one of the greatest doing yeah, it. It's good. But, but it's just that the fact that he had a lot of people help him and carry him through the years. The the. Yeah, when he came back and he was constantly winning the title, that's because he had the fucking ego problem. Yep. And Vince let him get away with it. See, if that was a proper person in charge, it would be like, no, I don't care about you and your fucking ego. You've already won it and lost it like two times. I'm not going to put it back on you. Because then it devalues the whole point of the title. Yeah. We we, we move on. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I've just found out why Comrade Thompson's known is because he's actually a a son-in-law of Ric Flair. Who is? Comrade Tom Thompson. Well, he's you know, the co- son-in-law. Yeah, he's a son-in-law. He's listed on Wikipedia as a son-in-law. Of uh, So he's married one of 
Um, Rick Flair's sisters or whatever. Uh, children, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Oh, there's some, yeah, son-in-law, yeah, children. Yeah, it's it's done, but that's wrestling for you. You just have to get over half the stuff. The problem with WWE now is it's with the Saudi Arabia stuff pissing a lot of fans off as well. They've put themselves in a position where the fans just don't care anymore, and they're just walking away. Yep. AEW fans need to just pipe down and just let the bigger fans come in because it was never going to be just an independent show. It couldn't be. No. Not with the type of backing that um, Tony Khan comes in with. And not with the backing that the network have given it as well. Well, exactly. It can't just be an independent show on, you know, a network because it just wouldn't work. But then people need to also realise that it's only in the second year. Oh, yeah. It needs time to grow. And, and there is going to be what's, some... What's, what's actually boosting it is that WWE is failing. Oh, yeah. You can tell WWE is failing because instead of sticking with long-term booking, so, I mean, it was being... Going from a historian point, so I'll bring up Jim Cornette's name again because, yes, he has stupid opinions nowadays, but as a historian, no one really can touch him. Yeah. So when he talks about booking changes, and there is a period where when you transition from one booker to another, that you are going to lose a lot of viewers. Yep. Because that just happens naturally because you have to rebuild and then go again. Yep. The problem is Vince McMahon doesn't do that. Nope. He constantly pushes with the same people, which is why SmackDown was doing so well as cost Paul Heyman was getting people who weren't being used and then kind of slowly pushing them up like Andrade, who is ridiculously talented and shouldn't be in a tag team. Yep. And the one thing I don't understand between that, because he pushed Alberto Del Rio and he was nowhere near as good as Andrade is. But you know what um, it is, though, yeah. right? In my honest opinion with WWE is they have, they have, they're suffering for the fact that they didn't prepare well enough to when John Cena stepped away. Cena carried that company for so long and now he's gone. They've not replaced him. They're trying to replace him with Roman Reigns. And it just hasn't worked. Even the promo that he cut on Roman Reigns did more views than oh, yeah. Roman Reigns does it, now. That promo, I think, killed Roman Reigns. <laughs> exactly. Um, just not in like, well, emotionally and fucking professionally because John Cena just didn't hold back. And John Cena's right to an extent. Of course it's he is. Roman, Why is he still here? Is because he's not pulling, pulling his weight. Yeah, Roman Reigns is too busy saying yes all the time. He needs to learn to say no and do things for himself. Yeah. That's what makes a good top wrestler when you stand up, and that's what Vince McMahon actually wants. Yeah, because he still with even, Vince, like Chris Jericho was seeing one of his interviews, he still talks to Vince because Vince still respects him. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean, they still talk to each other, but at the end of the day, is you need us to, you need to sort of back yourself up. If you don't back yeah. yourself up, you're going to go nowhere, and the fans don't believe it. It's not 100% real. No, no, it's, it's real. It, Vince McMahon is the type of person that needs you to fucking say no to him. Yep. The problem is he's surrounded him with people that he thinks are good, but in actual reality, they're just yes men. Well, he's let go of uh, Briscoe, hasn't he? He let go of Joe, It's uh, about time Briscoe needs to retire. He's fairly old. Yeah, he's... he's but at the same time, there's, there's a lot of people that he said, I'm going to bring you back to them, didn't let, then let them go. Yep. It doesn't make any sense when you've made like what two billion from Fox that you can't afford to 
if you're losing money, then fucking stop doing the NXT UK because that's cost you money to do. But it's funny you should talk about money. Uh, Steph's just sold further shares in WWE and got another two million. A couple of months beforehand, uh, Triple H did the same thing and got the same amount of money. So I think they're ready to pull out me. I think there's going to be big changes. I think they're ready to sell. They're about ready. I think you are. Um, I think they're just, I think they can't take it any further. The ironic thing of this that I would find absolutely hilarious is if Tony Khan ends up buying them. <laughs> I am not. And I wouldn't put it past him because if he, if he buys it, he can shut down NXT UK. He can shut down well, not NXT because you'd need it as a developmental brand, but I'd take it off t- TV and just put it like... Just put it on the network. Keep it on I'd the get network. Rid of the, I'd actually get rid of the network because it's that itself as well. doesn't doesn't bring, bring anybody. They've got, to, they've got to be losing money on that. Yeah. It, the people reason, reason people bought it is because they thought they were going to get to watch Raw and SmackDown on it. Instead, it was just a load of backlog of previously seen... Basically, just the catalogue of like the old matches that have been and gone. And Which is great if you're... Them out. It's like, oh, yeah. I was watching a Royal Rumble um, that's on YouTube and it's they've even took the time to edit and put crowd noises in it. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't there on the original. No. There's a lot of dead air because a lot that's something that I've noticed before the fans have stopped going. Well, because the rules have stopped them from going. Yeah. Is a lot of the matches that became disinterested. And WWE were sitting around going, oh, why is this? Why is that? Because it's three hours. Three hours of Monday Night Raw. It's three hours and it was three hours of Tosh. It was a waste of time. It's it's killing. It, it's got to be confidence killing for the guys going out wrestling last match because the fans have no energy because it's like watching a fucking pay-per-view every Monday. Yep. And the old pay-per-views were three hours. You don't need three hours, especially if you don't have the wrestlers or the content for it. You're basically just doing it because of the ads. It's not worth it. It might be worth it if you said, you know what, two hours of Raw and then we've got the cruiserweights for an hour. And then people could stay behind it for and see the cruiserweights or whatever and that could be shown on the network. Yeah. Which is what the the cruiserweights were initially for. But instead... They've now brought in this Raw Underground as a device to kind of cut the show up a bit. But people don't care for it because it's... It's a UFC ripoff. It's bollocks. It's utter bollocks. It's a bunch of wrestlers that are not being used that are getting paid because it's not their fault that they're not being used. It's not their fault that they're getting paid to stand around a fucking empty ring with two blocks in that are not actually physically punching the shit out of each other. Yep. It's pointless. And you can see Shane McMahon, who looks depressed because out of all the McMahons to take over, he was the most ideal because he had ideas. He was creative. He knew he had a vision. He knew where he wants to go. Instead, it gets handed over to a guy who thinks too highly of himself and his missus who likes to take responsibility for every decent thing that happens to the women's division. Yeah, she loves to take the credit for it. Which is why people are taking shots at Brandy Rose. Either Brandy, uh, Brandy, uh, Brandy's playing it like that character, or she genuinely believes it. No, I think, which is why just, she I get... think it's just I think she's literally just. I think that's just the character that she's playing because she does another show like that. She's got her own like YouTube channel, but uh, yep. Brandy, and she's nothing like that on that 
So I think it is just. I think that might be a corner. thinly. I wouldn't even say it's thin. I'd say that's a shot at Stephanie McMahon, and it's rightly so because she needs to fucking stop that. Yeah, of course she it is. Stood there saying, "Oh, women's evolution. We listened. You didn't fucking listen. Instead, you were giving us fucking Nikki Bella versus Brie Bella to giving a shit promo of saying, "I wish you were never born." <laughs> I wish you were never born. <laughs> to be honest, Nikki, I wish neither of you were born because I won't have to sit through this shit. Yeah, she used she used Cena for a lot of clout, and that's what pissed me off with her. Like, she's, that's she's... what alienated the fans, and when people were going. Someone came out and said, "Oh, Nikki will never be in the Hall of Fame," and she was like, "Oh, I should be. I should be respected." Yeah, why the goodness. fuck should anyone respect you exactly? You please tell me why. To do it. Please tell me why any of the fans out there should respect you, Nikki. You took advantage of a guy who's known worldwide and is living his boyhood dream as being a professional wrestler, and you, he proposed to you at WrestleMania. And then a couple of months later, you're no longer together. Yeah, and even though you Can said you... that he went back and said he'd give you the child, you just you you just uh, you still went with your fucking dancing on ice. Sorry, you're dancing with the stars partner. Johnson probably him. turned into a fucking pretzel, by the way. Oh, exactly. Yeah, this is a guy that can lift fucking almost. He can lift Big Show and Mark Henry up, not he at the same time. He probably could do it at the same time in his prime. No, oh, in his prime. But you know what I mean? It's it's disrespectful to him because you're you're making your. She was never fully committed to him, and we know she no. wasn't. She used him for the clout, and that's what she got. And that's why fans don't like her. And even when she gets put in the Hall of Fame, fans uh, that were uh, like younger at this sort of period will know she she got in there because of how she looked. Which I want to bring this quickly up as well. Um, Every women's wrestler I've noticed that have been pushed to the main roster have had a boob job. I know Alexa Bliss has had one. Yep. Peyton Royce has had one. Yep. Charlotte Flair's had one. Yep. And apparently this is because WWE has some form of idea of how female wrestlers should look. And this goodness. needs to fucking stop. Yep. Because this day and age now that is very dangerous to be playing shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's basically you try you're forcing women to get cosmetic surgery when they don't actually need it. No, that's why. Like, I, I like the likes of Stardom. I like the likes of oh, independent yeah. wrestling, and I like the women's division in AEW because they're not being forced that way. They, they, they can express to be themselves without having that extra pressure. They don't oh, yeah. need to be Trish Stratus lookalikes. They don't need no. to be at all. It. Sell the only reason Trish and later into the flat sold is because that was the age it was. Yeah, but Trish Stratus had a boob job, and then she, when as soon as she retired and left WWE, she got one removed. Yeah, exactly. That tells you everything. And nobody fucking yeah, at this moment in time, nobody really cares because Sasha Banks. You look at her; she doesn't need a boob job. She's really good at what she is anyway. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't really matter what they look like. As long as they're good at doing what the, what the trade is, that's what, that's what matters. That's the issue with me is that, you know, it should be how good they are in the ring, not what they look like. Exactly. Which is why Eva Marie flopped, uh, flopped as hard as she did. And I will go out my way and say that I don't dislike her as a person because... It's not her fault that she was called straight up yeah. within a couple of months of just signing. 
and then them giving handing her over to Brian Kendrick and expecting miracles. Yeah, it's just not going to work. You're going to need more than a year. Uh, well, probably a year to learn the basics, and then even more than that to actually put a proper match together. There's no way that you can expect somebody who's not even wrestled one match to be that good. No. And Braun Strowman is probably the only person that says the exception since they signed him and he wasn't professional, but he's a bodybuilder. Yep. And half the stuff in wrestling is lifting. It's basically just lifting and putting people down safely. It's having the high impact, but actually being able to support them so they don't actually physically hurt themselves. Plus, he wrestled like a giant and he was rarely used in the White family as well. He was used as like the fucking final boss yeah. before, um, you know what I mean, before you took on Bray, Watt, Bray Wyatt. This big guy lurking over the ropes staring at you. It's, imit- it's just being intimidating. It's not being physical. Yeah. Which is lost now because they've fucking screwed him over so many times with the, Bro- the Brock Lesnar stuff. I mean, the guy fucking brought a big structure down on Kane and Brock Lesnar. That should have been the point where he won the title. Yep. Where he was just tearing them apart. But instead he has to lose because it's Brock Lesnar and he... That, that's another thing, you know, with the over... We've beat this horse to death, but, you know, to finally put an end to this, he needs to stop booking in part-timers, old wrestlers. I know he's bringing back... Apparently there was talk of Belina coming back, but she's since said she isn't because her dad died last month and she's not mentally ready. Yeah. I don't know where people get that from, but whatever. Uh, there's talk of another wrestler coming back. I don't know who it was because I wasn't that asked about reading it. Because I cringe every time I read. I don't understand oh. why so you're saying that Lita was going to make a comeback. Oh, yeah. But again, it's like when Lita decided to retire, the, the poke fun at her, because I was watching them um, again, watching what what culture and the the way they treat um, female superstars when they left. And mm-hmm. it was crime time came out selling her dirty knickers and bras and shit. And it's like, well, that's kind of disrespectful. That's, yeah, that's Vince McMahon all over. Should have got a, she at least got like a, a thank you. But no, it was very disrespectful. And it's like, looking back, like Vince, he is a very, very strange bloke. He's just a very weird man. Very weird. It's like some of the stuff that goes on his head, you should be put in jail for. <laughs> it's just, it's not normal. He should be put in jail. And there's a lot of stuff out there that's really bad that he's done in his life. But the worst thing that he's ever done for me personally is he's, is the whole Ashley Massaro stuff. Yes. And I can't get my head around no, that because a lot of people, like, a lot... He should never have buried that. He should have dealt with it. She, Ended up taking a life for those who didn't know, and I will never fully agree with somebody who says, Oh, it's because she was suicidal. No, she wasn't. Look, if you get sexually violated at an army base when you've got a concussion and you're under anesthetics or whatever, like she, her statements out there, that's something you never fully recover from. Nope. And that's probably what led to her killing herself because she's living with so much emotional torture. And for the fact that could for the for the uh, company just to leave her there, they should have took her with. They should have they should have stayed with her or took her on the plane. Yeah, the, the signs are there. She had to make her own way home as well. She, this should <laughs> never ever ever have been left by herself. That is that is wrong. This is why yeah. WWE is 
it's just a breeding ground for stuff that shouldn't be happening. Oh yeah. And it, when you know that, and then you see the fact that the likes of fucking Velveteen Dream and uh, that other guy, fucking Austin Theory, the reason that they went back on TV is because WWE doesn't care. They don't care. They don't it's like care. Act of, it's just an act of defiance. That's what it is. What he needs to understand is this isn't the time period for him to do shit like this because it just puts his company even more worse like than it did, even with the fucking Saudi Arabia things. And people were agreeing with Daniel Bryan when he said, I'm not going to Saudi Arabia. Good on him. There's even been stories of when they were going to the um, army bases, they were trying to make people go. Rob Van Dam sat there and he said, I'm not fucking going. And you can't make me. You can't physically make me get on that plane. No. And a lot of other people won't because they just, they, apparently some people you didn't name came up to them and said, I wish I was like you. Could say no. He went, well, I'm a fucking man. If I don't want to go. I'm not going to go. Exactly. There's too many yes people that they're too afraid of losing their job. Here's the thing. If someone came up to me and I was wrestling there and said, oh, we want you to fight the fucking Afghanistan to do a wrestling show, man, it would be no. <laughs> Good luck, though. I'm not fucking going. I'm going to put my personal fucking safety in your hands when I know what you fucking like. Exactly. It's absolutely sack of shit of human beings. And the sooner that Vince McMahon and the rest of the McMahons get removed from that company and they can restructure it, the new person can come in, restructure it, and fucking, they'll have to rebuild it all the way from the fucking bottom upwards. I'd leave NXT because I've not heard anything bad about um, Albert, Matt, um, Bart, I can't remember his last name. But he's apparently a really good guy. So I'd keep him. I'd keep William Regal as well. He's a really good teacher. Yeah, because he knows what he's doing and he's not going to treat them with any different... No, you can keep that, that team because he's kept Robbie, like, uh, Robbie Brookside as well. Yeah. Good, good combo of people to have. You don't need to move it. It's just everyone else. Because they think it... Like the big show when he came out and said, oh, two people, too many of these people are too nice. It's like it's because it's the, the whole thing's changed. You notice why... JBL got in so much shit because he's a bully. Yep. It's because nobody, you're a company that's promoting anti-bullying whilst promoting a bully. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's You can't get away with shit like that anymore. It's, no. It doesn't fly. And that's why I like AEW because it's a fresh company. It's new. And they're, they're finding their feet. But the amount of fans that they have for a company that's just finding their feet is ridiculous. Oh, it is. It's, it's a breath of a million. It's a breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air, yeah. that's what it is. It's just it's something different, and you can tell the superstars are enjoying it. You can tell that everybody gets on, and you can tell there's like a friendly, a family-friendly atmosphere. What What's going to not be good for WWE is the working relationship between NWA and AEW. Once, NA, once the NWA starts up again. Yeah. I think that's going to be another nail in the coffin for WWE. Oh, 100%, because you've got... They're going to get a lot of more fans on the, on the big networks, especially with Nick Aldis oh, right. as a real champion. He's the only legit prestigious champion in, in all of world wrestling today. That is a bold statement to say, but the fact remains that 
he is the only one that has got a title that has actually been treated as a bit of prestige. It's it's prestigious in the way you conduct conduct yourself. At the minute, WWE's world titles are like hot potatoes. They're always constantly changing. And then they just give it to everyone. Oh, do you want the title? There you go. You can have the title for a week. You want it? Oh, we'll give it to him for a week. At least everybody gets a hold of it. And it's like, you've just totally devalued what a world championship is supposed to be. The time they change in WWE from Bruno Salmatero, who used to keep the title for like three years or whatever. They try to, to try to copy boxing and boxing like world titles and they, they do defend the titles, but boxing's a total different sport. But their prestige is corrupt. Right, it's corrupt. But the world champions, when they get the opportunity, they, they hold it because it, it is a prestigious title to win. But then. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. It's like what pissed me off was when Floyd Mayweather, right? Who was like a stick insect compared to the size of the Big Show, yet beat Big Show at WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> and we were supposed <sighs> to expect that one punch from Floyd Mayweather was to knock the Big Show and the Big Basically, Show himself is an amateur boxer. Then you've got Big Show, so. whose hands are the same size as Mayweather's head. Can you imagine if Big Show swung a punch, a full-on punch? It'd be like a freight train just coming out of nowhere, just clocking in a jaw, and you'd be, you wouldn't even know what time of day or where it would be. Is. A real-life recreation of when the Hulk punches Thor in the Avengers movie. Thor, he flies through the ship. He would yep. send him flying. Oh, he would have. He would have went straight in a rose head, like hundred percent. And it's just that you've he, got him, you've got a, the, the you've got a Big Show. And you treat them like shit. Over the years, you've literally got them jumping through hoops. And yeah, it's like it's, it's just a joke. There was one year you couldn't go through watching Raw without Big Show crying on it. Exactly. Like, fucking hell, what the fuck? Just made, just embarrassing the, the poor bloke, you know what I mean? He hasn't been through enough. It's like they did all that kooky shit with Mark Henry at the start of his career. Then near the end of it, he became... The monster that he should have been. Oh, the world's strongest man when he, he started off as hot chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Uh, Not sexual the fucking hot chocolate. Uh. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. No, no, I want to touch on this. So, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a Heath for Impact um, hashtag started again. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. Oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> D'Lo Brown. D'Lo was DeLorean Brown. Everybody mentioned that because everybody was pissing themselves at it. DeLorean Pro, you're looking at the real deal now. <laughs> DeLorean Pro, but then you had all the cameos from um, the half to some of the sports personalities trying to, uh, and there was a Chuck Norris was in there. Right, Chuck Norris was at the end. Yeah, he told one of his famous jokes, and then went. He needed to hire them before he paid him a they paid him an, uh, an appearance. It was so well, well put together. And even at the beginning when he a billionaire kept his surname and he put that in as well. He put Heath and then exploded. Was it um, removed or summit? Because he can't call himself Heath Slater because Vince owns oh, yeah. the name. Because, you know, Vince Man, the crazy man, he thinks he, thinks he owns a real life name as well. Which but you know what it is? Right. Slavery. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know what it is? Is he's going back to what he, what worked for him at WWE when he's I got kids, but this time he's doing it. Heath for Impact, and he's doing it well. Him and Rhino are actually doing it quite well. Because they don't have 
three thousand fucking writers in Vince McMahon's last final say to like on the creative. It can actually be Heath and Rhino that do the creative. Oh, just remember, just go just go back watching the video though. He's got he's walking through, and I've got a Rhino, and then Rhino's got a stupid pose on. He's got what are you stood like that for? <laughs> <laughs> They were really underrated tag team. They were also the first SmackDown tag team champions. Yes. But again, that was another Zack Ryder thing. They got themselves over and then they just killed it. They just stomped them out and got rid. Fucking ridiculous since Heath Slater got shat on by every fucking legend for like a year. But then the people that were 3MB, you've got. A jacked fucking uh, thingy Mahal, Jinder Mahal, and you've got a jacked Drew McIntyre, who both come back and win world titles, and then you've just took the piss, and you've not even given Heath Slater's... I know he's not, he was never going to win a, title, a world title in WWE, but they literally just shot on him with that as well. They could have literally... The thing is, there's ways of getting around it. Because you could say the same thing about Kofi Kingston, in a way. Oh, exactly, yeah. There's ways to do it. And there's ways to not do it. And then making Kofi Kingston get shot on by Brock Lesnar is the way not to do it. That isn't people booing Brock Lesnar saying, you're shit. It's people booing the people booking this shit. They dropped the ball with Big E Langston when when he was called Big E Langston when he was with um, Dolph Ziggler. And he was an absolute unit. He was just beating people up for fun. But now, Again. they've just given this stupid, goofy persona, which, to be fair, he does really well of. And now they're bringing the bad, the bad-tempered side of him. But that, that, it's... That, um, goofy side of him is all him. It's got nothing to do with WWE. He's been himself yeah. with the New Day. But he needs to be a bit more serious, is what people are saying. Yeah, he yeah, needs to enough. be more serious, because if he wants to be taken seriously, he needs... He needs I think... I think the new day's run its course. I like the new day, but I think it's sort of run its course now. And I think Biggie Lang- uh, Big e needs, needs to go his, uh, his separate way. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the only reason I can think of Tom the reason why Biggie Langston didn't get pushed is because he's black. Yeah. And again, that goes deeper because people can say, oh, Bits Man's not racist. Well, let's have a look, shall we? He said the N-word to uh, Booker T backstage one point on a SmackDown. He's actively made sure that nobody who isn't American has won a title unless they're of a big build. Unless your name's Rusev, obviously. Again, drop the ball with him as well. But he'll make stupid decisions like, oh, well, the Saudi Arabians are offering us millions, so let's do that. And then we'll disagree with them, cut the network the feed or whatever, and then fucking get done in, got done over by the Saudi officials by the plane not getting took off because of whatever, but that's all Vince's fault, yeah, if, if it comes down to it, he'll say, fuck it, you can have my talent, I'm, I'm out of here. Because he left before it all kicked off. So he left everyone else to suffer for his own thing, because he's a gutless, spineless fucking old man who needs to stop. He's an idiot. Fallen top and bottom of it. Right, I think that's probably it, because we've gone like quite old. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Now about half hour. But, uh... <laughs> we've had more rants. So, right, challenge oh. for the next week. Um... Watch Raw. 
No, don't watch Raw. <laughs> it's a tyrant. <laughs> I wouldn't wear. I wouldn't wish that on me worse enemy. No, I think my own eyeballs out. We need the funniest tag team names. I think that's going to be it for next week. All right. And the funniest tag team promos. Right. Right. I made a note of that. So the funny tag teams names and promos. But uh, I once again thank you very much for joining me on the the Spins Twenty Four Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's been a hoot. We've uh, we've vented. We've getting things out. Uh, it's been a good laugh. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying listening because we're we're actually we're reaching Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Are we? One <laughs> percent. Well, I got a message for you, Lark. One as well. <laughs> we're actually got fucking one. Yeah, we've got predominantly America, but we've got UK, we've got uh, Ireland and Germany that we're reaching at the minute. Predominantly America. Yeah, sixty-five <laughs> percent. But uh, lots of love and peace. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you on the next time. That's a bye from me. Oh yeah, see you later. Right, I'll catch you later, Ron Paul. Yeah, see you later. Bye bye. <laughs>